Hello there, paperweight people. We have a great show for you today, but first I get to take a moment and tell you about Bebop's. Brittany's Brick Oven Pizza is a mom-and-pop pizza shop located at 2034 Lanier Drive in Madison, Indiana, and they happen to be the sponsor of this episode. Stop by today to enjoy a delicious pizza featuring handmade dough and sauces, fresh toppings, all cooked to perfection in a brick oven. Also, try one of Susan's homemade desserts and treat yourself to a local wine or beer. On a personal note, Bebop's is my family's favorite pizza place. I'm partial to the Chicken Bacon Ranch while my wife can't get enough of the Boss Hog Barbecue. Call 812-274-3337 or stop by Bebop's today and tell them that Paperweight sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, your home for all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and so much more. Join Derek and Ian as they tell tales to astonish along this journey into mystery. Grab some snacks and settle in because Paperweight Entertainment starts now. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. I'm your co-host, Derek Hoskins, and with me tonight, as always, is my good friend and yours, the lovely, the talented, the oh-so-gorgeous. I'm running out of things to say. He's also the glue. Ian Torrance! (laughs) Oh my god, you and that glue. You are, you're the glue that holds us all together. So how are you doing tonight, glue? Well, thank you, I appreciate it. (laughs) <laughs> not too bad man a little sleepy as always you know never gonna be a time where i'm not because i don't i don't sleep very well because you're not here to hold me but it's okay it's okay other than that not too bad how about yourself baby girl you doing all right no i'm a little under the weather <laughs> okay that was very blunt I'm a no little... <laughs> as a matter of fact thanks for asking i'm doing terrible I'm I'm a little under the weather today. I've not been feeling great, so I'm going to try and power through amazing. this. Uh, do what now? You look amazing. Oh, I thought that's what you said. That made me nice. feel a little better. Thanks, I'll buddy. You're welcome. So I'm going to try and power through uh, this episode because we are going to talk about Ahsoka. Chapter 4, Episode 4, uh, I believe the, the halfway point in this series. And uh, there will be spoilers, so we we've been pretty calm on spoilers the last couple, but uh, there will definitely be spoilers because we got to talk about what happened at the end. So, um, Ian, I'm going to let you start us off. What uh, what did you think of this episode overall? I I liked it more than the last episode. I did mm-hmm. not that I hated the last one. Everybody knows how I feel about that one seemed like a filler this one seemed like we're actually progressing in the story uh the action was good at times sometimes the uh the lightsaber fights seemed a little some of them seemed a little sluggish to me like very slow and kind of Mm -hmm. drawn out um you know what overall i i did i did enjoy it more than i enjoyed last week's episode so so we're getting somewhere yeah, I'm there with you as well. I, I didn't love the last episode. Um, we we agreed on that last week. I really enjoyed this one a lot. I uh, I agree on the lightsaber battles. Actually, Allie and I were were um, talking about it while we were watching it, and she's having a really hard time with the actress that plays Sabine because, really? yeah, just because. So 
Allie watched Rebels with me, so she's got that as a background. And Sabine is a pretty, um, pretty skilled fighter, just in general. I mean, she's a Mandalorian. She's fought with a lightsaber before. She can hold her own in a fight. And I, I do agree with her a bit that the the actress that's playing Sabine is playing the part perfectly fine. There's nothing. I've got nothing against the way she's playing the role. I think that she's doing a good job. She delivers her lines. I understand her motivation. She looks the part, but there's something about her physicality that, especially in her fight scenes, I think that's where the sluggishness comes in. It seems a little slow. I, I didn't mm. feel it that much with uh, with Ahsoka and uh, and Balin's fight, but the fight between Sabine and Shin, I believe is his apprentice's name, I just... It wasn't as... It wasn't as exciting as you you want it to be, but that was yeah. that was that was my issue. the The one with Balin and Ahsoka, I I didn't mind. I I thought they did a pretty good job with the <clears> choreography. <throat> Rosario mm-hmm. Dawson's a good physical actress. Ray Stevenson, rest in peace. It's a great physical actor. He's really imposing. You could really feel the power that he has. And man, did he look awesome in that like weird get up that he had with the shoulder mm-hmm. the shoulder pads, the armor. Man, he was an imposing, imposing man. But uh, I, I do agree with you with the action. I, I think that it progressed the story forward pretty well. Um, and I, I'm very excited to see where we're going to go from here. So I, I think this is a great middle point to the, uh, to the story. Um, so that it's going to set up some pretty weird stuff in the future for the, uh, for the rest of the show. Hmm. Yeah. I like weird. I like weird too. Um, so yeah, what um did you have any big gripes about this episode, even you know, other than the, the action feeling a little a little sluggish at times? No, not really. Just the action being a little sluggish and then um just your typical like funny kind of like when what's his name? The the robot. The robot. The robot. <laughs> Thank you. Hu Yang. Hu Yang. Uh, when he was out there, he's like, help! He just <laughs> cuts the power off, and she's like, full destroyed. She's like, I think not, and runs out there. I was like, that's how you knew he was in trouble? I even never make a mistake like that. Really? Well, So I thought that was a little cheesy and funny. It, it was. I liked, I was really excited, because... And she turned on the lightsaber in the ship and yeah. ran out with it. And I thought that's not necessary. Right? Yeah, just, just wait till you get out there. Um, just wait till you get to the doorway. When we were watching it and the, like the assassin droid is coming up. I just went, Huyang trained Padawans like in lightsaber combat, like he, not in combat necessarily, but he is but a still, droid that would be able to. So I was very happy that he didn't just get taken out. I was really glad that he actually held was, his own yeah, for a little bit. I was bit. disappointed that he only held his own for a minute because I thought, dude, he should have been able to whoop that droid. And I, at first I thought, dude, this may be the coolest like droid on droid fight I've ever seen. That little shoulder thing kept popping up and hitting the droid in the face. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. That made me chuckle out loud. Uh, but my my gripe with that scene is... Ahsoka standing there looking into the woods. She can tell that something's wrong. She knows they know they're there. And she's just going to leave him outside the ship by himself. 
while she goes in and has a whole conversation with Sabine, like neither one of you are going to go out there and just kind of be a guard while he's fixing the ship. What are you doing? Like that seemed yeah. like a really bonehead move. And you wanted to stand outside the whole time until he wanted to go outside and fix it. And you're like, you know, I don't want to be out here anymore. I want to go inside now <laughs> that I've got it to myself. Yeah, that's true. She was already out there. Why did she go inside? Yeah. I, I well, didn't that was funny too. That. Sabine was just like, so uh, where's Ahsoka? No, she's outside. Oh, well, if I just would have looked to my right out the window, I would have saw her standing right there. <laughs> just or if I would have walked trees. into the small ship, <laughs> just looked. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, that was, there. that part, there were two bonehead moments in this that made me scratch my head. One was the fact that they left him out there by himself. And, and two was, he specifically said, stay together. You're always stronger when you're together. Stay together. And what do they do? They immediately split up. Mm-hmm. I thought that too. I was because they're like, we're gonna do it together. <laughs> Nobody has that accent. And then they ran off together. Yeah. And then she was like, All right, well, you go ahead and get the map and I'll hang out here. I got this. Care. It's like, really? You got this? Because she you stabbed got, you. She almost murdered you she the first you time. <laughs> right through the abdomen. Like you got very no. lucky you didn't die. I was very disappointed because when she went to the ground, I lost her lightsaber. I was hoping that was going to be the moment that she mm-hmm. became one with the force. And uh, yeah, is it one of those cheesy cliche moments? But yeah, I don't care. Let let, let us have it. Yeah, I thought she was going to lightsaber comes over and she at least defend herself. I didn't think she was going to kill a Shin or whatever her name is. Yeah. The Shinin. Uh, I didn't think she was going to kill her, but I think uh, it would have been cool for her to do that. But when she put her hand up and she was just like, oh, Oh, wait, you don't have any freaking powers. <laughs> All right, school bully. Yeah, she does kind of... Church it up, boy, your name is Dirt. She does kind of give give off uh, like a school bully kind of a, kind of a vibe. I, I feel like they've done that with a couple of characters lately. They did that with uh, some of the Inquisitors and Rebels. They did it with the, the Inquisitors again in Obi-Wan, and now they're doing it with her. And I don't love the the overly I and I never have I've never liked the overly aggressive like one note villain and I don't think she's that but I do think that there are some moments in this where it feels that way like when you look mm-hmm. at Balin he's reserved he's very determined he knows what he's going to do he's no definitely the bad guy yeah. but he doesn't come off as schoolyard bully I'm just mad at the world I'm gonna pick on you because I don't like you like I I, I like that type of villain better um, that's one of the reasons why I don't think that that Darth Maul was a, a great villain to begin with. He got better as the the series progressed, but anyway, um, the other thing that I was hoping would happen in that scene specifically, where she does put her hand up, is Mandalorians have, and she did it in Rebels. I was really, I thought they were going to do this. She has a little mounted thing on her gauntlet that shoots out a line that she can retrieve things with, like Spider Man's web. He did and, that at one point to somebody. She yeah, did the and there was a uh, there was a um, there was a whole storyline in Rebels where she had to learn how to use the dark saber because she got it from Maul, and that was one of the things that came to light of the reason why Mandalorians have so many things like this is because they specifically developed their tools to fight against Jedi. That's why they had those their armor. That's why their armor can't be destroyed by lightsabers. 
that's why they have so many things to counteract a Jedi where they're able to to grab something from far away like a Jedi with the Force. And I expected mm. her to do that, but uh, she did not. Instead, she shot at her, which was fun. I was glad that she shot her. I, I was really hoping that she would have maimed or disfigured her in some way, but she did not. She didn't. And I would have liked it, like you said. I would have enjoyed having that be the moment where she was able to call on the Force and actually use it. I don't know that it's going to happen at all. Um, I, I don't know if they're going to have her actually be force sensitive to the point where she can call on the force like that. But if they do, I'm sure it'll be a big climactic moment later on at the end of the ser- series, maybe when she's got a chance to save Ezra or something. I don't know. But either way, let's move on from uh, Sabine and Shin and talk about what's going on with like Balin and Morgan and everything that happens with Ahsoka. Um so other than the fight, what did you think about getting to see a little bit more of like Balin's motivations in this? Like, are you intrigued by his character? Do you want more from him? What do you what do you think? He does kind of like give off that mysterious vibe, doesn't he? Yeah. Like. I don't know. I guess one of those like things to me to where he he could kind of go either way. And I don't mean mm-hmm. light or dark. I mean, like. I could see him stabbing her in the back. For right. his own personal gain, his own personal goals. Yeah. But again, like I said, I like a villain that isn't over the top, that isn't one note, that has a conviction and a reason why they're doing the thing they're doing, even if it's wrong. And I'm really intrigued by him. Um, and also, like I said, the I, lo- I, like I am at the point right now where I might try and do a Balin cosplay because he looks cool i really like his costume i I think he looks really interesting when he took when he takes took off his cloak and he had that that wild shoulder armor and he just he just looked cool and there's something about you like because he's a big guy he's a big guy with a beard man yeah i can pull that off i can do that i got a lightsaber i don't have a white beard not yet but it's getting there it's getting there give it time um, so yeah, so I, um, I don't have a lot of other things to say about this episode. I love seeing Hera, uh, defying her orders and, uh, a couple of fun moments with her and Jason. Um, I liked seeing Teva, uh, Carson Teva, I believe is his name. The, uh, the X-Wing pilot that we've seen in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I liked seeing him back. I was hoping that we would see somebody else that we've already had an introduction to in those X-Wings, but there's a reason why, because they didn't make it to the end of the episode. We had to have some cannon fodder. Those were the Star Wars equivalent of red shirts, those X-Wing pilots. Um, So it was really nice to see that. I liked seeing Hera and Jason, especially. I love that they, they made a point of kind of showing Jason's force sensitivity, saying that, you know he's got a bad feeling now after they after they left. Um, excited to see what they're going to do with that. So, I I don't know where they're going to go with this show from the Republic side, and I don't know how much more we're going to see of Hera and and everything with the New Republic. But I'm liking all of that. It's just as long as that stays a subplot in this show, I'm going to be I'll I'll be happy. Because I, I do like seeing it, and I think they had the perfect amount of that in this episode. Because this episode was like 40 minutes long, and I think the the stuff with Hera was maybe five, six, seven minutes, and the rest was all what was going on with Ahsoka and Sabine and Balin. And I think that's a good um, 
that's a good ratio. That's a good way of kind of leaning leaning into that a little bit while making sure that our focus remains on on the other titular character of the show. So mm. <laughs> The, yeah, the I, only, agree, I, agree, I agree with you on that. I think I, yeah. I, I didn't want to railroad because I, I wanted no, to get you're to the fine. last part. I uh I just want to be a horse's ass because that's kind of my thing. Yeah. It it's really my trademark. Is. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't feel like I did it enough yet. So it's true. Tonight, You've been really course. calm and sweet tonight. I don't know what to think about that. It's weird. I know. I know. So let's talk about the end of this episode because now I'm going to railroad through you because I, I, I want to talk about it. Um, so Ahsoka, here's the spoilers we were talking about. Ahsoka goes tumbling off the cliff, which I saw coming um, because. Okay, I, I got to ask something. Go ahead. Since I haven't seen Rebels or Clone Wars or any of those, um, I know these are all like tied in like loosely together. Does this directly tie into the Clone Wars and uh rebels shows or is it just like that's like the base model and this is all kind of like taking from that into a live action version or is it just like directly tied into the to the rebels show so this is a direct sequel to rebels okay okay i thought like, so but i wanted to double check because yeah you know, i've never seen rebels when when sabine when ahead. sabine like cuts off her hair in the first episode yeah and goes to to ahsoka that is a live action representation of the final shot of rebels so this is a direct continuation of rebels uh everything with clone wars obviously it's it's all tied in because ahsoka was introduced it has to deal with what was going on with her and anakin uh but what happens to ahsoka at, at the end of this episode is directly tied in with something that happens in the last season of rebels so i'm going to spoil something that happens in the last season of rebels um there's no getting around it unfortunately um, in the last season of Rebels on the planet that they're on for all of that season and all of the first season, uh, there is a temple, a Jedi temple, and they discover different parts of it at different parts of the series. And Ezra discovers a portal into something called the world between worlds, which is basically this ethereal plane with a connection to every, basically every period in time through the force. And so he steps into this place that is exactly the representation where Ahsoka woke up, where it was like she's on a on a on a bridge of light, and there's all ethereal all around her, and it's very whimsical and weird and sci-fi. And so in that spot in the world between worlds, there are portals to important moments in history and all throughout time. And um, so you can basically it's it's Star Wars's version of time travel. It's very. Um, very limited. It's only been used this one time. Um, this is only the second time that we're seeing it. But it is a wild, wild place that I'm really interested in seeing in, in live action. Um, I don't know what is going on with Anakin in the world between worlds. Because Anakin has no reason to be there. Sorry, man, you you cut out really bad, and now you're 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 coming back slowly. Okay, am I back? You're gonna have to, re- you're gonna have to repeat the last twenty seconds just to be certain. Okay, so uh, I was just basically talking about the world between worlds, and so I apologize. I am very tired. Like I said, I'm not feeling well, so I'm probably not going to edit this out. So thank you for sticking okay. with it. Um, Ahsoka being in the world between worlds right now 
when she fell off of the cliff. Um, it makes me wonder, A, how she got there. And B, I want to know what Anakin is doing there. And I want to know who that really is, because I don't believe for a second that's actually Anakin at the end of this episode for a couple of reasons. Um, I want to get your take. Do you think that was actually Anakin at the end of the episode? I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't be. Because mm-hmm. I don't know anything about anything. I understand. This is why I should have watched the show. You, well, and you really should in general. If you're a Star Wars fan and you've not watched Rebels, uh, definitely check it out. It's fantastic. And also, it'll clear up some confusion about this show. I think that they're doing a decent job of keeping people... Because especially with this, it was just like a teaser. Like, oh, what's going on? So going to see it you know, next week, It'll just, I'm sure it'll continue on. But the reason why is because the world between worlds is not the afterlife. It is a space outside of time. It's like a, like a, like a place outside of time and space. So Mm. it's like a little pot. Think of it like a pocket dimension that connects to everything. It's a place in between. Is it the TVA? It's like the TVA. So Anakin died and became one with the force. We saw him at the end of. That's where he's the force ghost. Yes. We saw him at the end of return of the Jedi. And when we saw him at the end of the return of the Jedi, he was not wearing the black robes that he wore in revenge of the Sith. He was wearing that they're all blue. He was wearing the brown and white master, like Jedi master robes, which is funny because he wasn't a Jedi master. Take a seat. Young Skywalker. He is wearing the black. It looks like he may have the wrong lightsaber. Like, it looks like he may have the lightsaber from Attack of the Clones that gets destroyed, nah. which is you before. A, that's before Ahsoka knew him. I don't I don't think it's really him. And also, Vader's theme plays at the end of the episode when the credits roll. True. So with Vader's theme playing, with Anakin being in the wrong spot, like the wrong clothing, because he also wasn't wearing that during the Clone Wars when... Um, he didn't wear that when he when he was training Ahsoka. He had a different uh, a different set of robes. Um, but anyway, I don't know that it's actually him because a he's one with the force. He shouldn't be in the world between worlds. B he's in the wrong costume. C it looks like he's got the wrong lightsaber. And D in that episode of Rebels where they go to the world between worlds, one of the portals has the Emperor trying to access the world between worlds using uh the night sister magic that Morgan is using to control the, the star map. So night there sister. could be some crazy night sister magic going on. There could be some dark side stuff mm-hmm. happening. I don't believe that that's really Anakin. If it is, and we get a cool moment of live action, Anakin talking to live action, Ahsoka, I'm here for it, but I call shenanigans. I don't believe it. I think it's going to be something dark. I think it's going to be something sinister. I think it's going to be something really deep and really, weird because Dave Filoni likes doing that and uh, okay. I'm here for it. And I think it's going to be awesome. So okay. that is, uh, that's my thoughts. I know that we've got to wrap up. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about with Ahsoka before we, uh, before we wrap this up? No, no. Cause like, it's just harder for me to be able to uh, touch on what you're saying since mm-hmm. I haven't seen the shows. And I didn't want to be one of those guys that just went and Googled everything and been like, right. oh, yeah, I think because that's not that's not genuine. Right. I don't I don't know. And I don't I'm ashamed 
because anything Star Wars, like I love and I like to check out it, it, it even if I don't enjoy what it is, like I'll at least mm-hmm. watch it. You know what I mean? So, right. Um, I mean, I've even seen the Ewok movies. I've seen them many times. Used to love them as a kid. Sorry, I was listening to the crickets out there. <laughs> there were three or two. There were two Ewok movies and then an Ewok cartoon. Okay, I just remember the movies very well. The cartoon was, I barely watched, but I used to was, watch the shit out of those movies. Yeah, Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor were the two the two movies. I don't know if they would hold up well today. I don't know they're if I could watch them. Awful. They're on Disney Plus. Are they? They're, they're awful. They're real know. bad. Wolfer Brimley is a it. big part of the first one. I don't want to. Is he a, is he an Ewok? <laughs> Diabetes. E- Ewok Abetus. <laughs> I just. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to ruin my childhood. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from. It just I don't either, but it was great. Oh, that you walk up there, walk a boot us. <laughs> I don't oh. know why you would say that. Um, yeah, I've got nothing else to say because there's nothing I can say, unfortunately. And this is a man that likes to talk, so this is painful for me. I understand, but that's all right. We'll wrap up. We'll... Uh... We'll discuss more about this next week. Uh, for those of you who listen to all of our episodes, who watch all of our episodes, make sure that you uh, tune in this weekend. We're going to have a very special bonus episode drop on audio only. Uh, I went to PopCon in Indianapolis uh, two weeks ago, and we were able to do a live recording with our buddy Sean, uh, formerly of Caption Life, now known as Crit Hit the Giant on social media because he got big into Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder. Uh, so we're going to, we interviewed uh, Ryan from Rubber City Cosplay, talked about cosplay, talked about conventions, had a really good time. So I will put that up on our audio platform only. So make sure you check that out and uh, let us know what you think about it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for watching this episode. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, ring the notification bell, and share this with your friends. If you're listening on the audio, don't forget to rate and review us. Make sure you check out our merch store. We have got our Spooky Season Halloween logo up there for a limited time. You can get that and uh, and represent our show and also let your, uh, let your spooky side show, mm. and we would really appreciate it. So all that being said, we will see you next week. We'll be talking. The Silver Screen Scoundrels will be on next week. I don't know what movie they're going to talk about yet. But uh, it'll be a good time either way. We have a few options. Um, I'm not exactly sure for certain. Um, but, excuse me. Sorry, I had a purpose. Bob and I were talking about The Nun too. Uh, he still hasn't watched the first one. He's not missing out. And he's like, no, I told him it was it was not a good movie. I was like, dude, it's on HBO Max or like I or Max. I'm sorry. It's on Max now. It's HBO. Or, or I own it if you ever want to borrow it or whatever. And he's like, oh, okay. But he didn't seem that interested. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Thanks. Oh, don't give a damn. <laughs> and I think at one point he was even like, do I have to watch the first one to get the second one? I was like, well, it's the nun too. So I would think kind so, of. Man. I was like, I, I honestly don't know because I haven't seen the second one, but I can tell you the main characters from the first one are in the second one from what I've seen in the trailers, like obviously Valak and whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I don't I don't know. So I don't know if we're doing that or not. Uh, Bob also has a special review coming of uh, 
I lied. Never mind. He never watched that movie. Scratch <laughs> that. Reverse that. Either way, tune in. the The movie we're gonna will do be something. in the description. They'll we're be there. They'll be there. It'll be fun. All right. Uh, we're gonna get out of here. I'm gonna go take some Nyquil and go to bed. So thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you again to Bebop's Brittany Brittany's Brick Oven Pizza. Man, I I am, I am tired. Located in fabulous Madison, Indiana. Go and check them out if you're in the southern Indiana area. You will not regret it. Thank you again for sponsoring this. For Ian, I have been Derek. This has been the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, and we will see you next time.